All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 6th of September. In the big news, Saudi Arabia and Russia have prolonged their unilateral oil supply cuts by another three months. That's a more aggressive move than traders had been expecting. The kingdom, which leads the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, will continue its production cutback of 1 million barrels a day until December, according to a statement that was published by the state Saudi press agency last evening. The move will hold output at about 9 million barrels a day, which is the lowest level in several years, and that will be for a total of six months. Meanwhile, Russia has stated in a separate statement that its export reduction of 300,000 barrels a day will be extended for the same duration. The impact on oil prices was immediate. Brent crude shot up and was trading at over $90 to the barrel last I checked. For context, at the start of last week, it was trading below $85 to the barrel. Higher crude prices, as you know, and a weaker rupee are negative for the Indian economy and that could have a bearing on trade today. More on that in a bit. Now, the Securities and Exchange Board of India will introduce one-hour trade settlements by the end of this financial year in the run-up to making this process instantaneous. That's according to a top official who spoke to reporters yesterday. Now, certain foreign portfolio investors have raised concerns on the shortening of the settlement cycles, um, citing forex-related worries. But the official has made it clear that faster settlements are optional and investors can, in fact, opt out. The official also said that the technology needed to transition to that one-hour settlement exists today, but it will have to be developed further for instantaneous settlement. Speaking of the SEBI, Chairperson Madhabi Puri Butch has said that the regulator will shift its focus to a more disclosure-based regime as artificial intelligence continues to evolve. She was speaking at the Global Fintech Fest in Mumbai where she highlighted the opportunities in the AI space and its associated risks. Moving on, the Delhi High Court has issued an interim order capping the service charge that you pay on restaurant bills at 10%. The court said that the charge will now be referred to as staff contribution charges to provide greater clarity to customers about the nature of the charge. Now, in other news, the tax department has said that it has so far processed 88% of the verified ITRs in the current assessment year. More than 2.45 crore refunds for the annual year of 2023-24 have so far been issued, with the average processing time of ITRs reduced to 10 days. Now, here's some interesting news in the broadcasting space. The Telecom Regulatory Authority of India has issued a set of recommendations concerning FM radio. These related to annual license charges for radio channels, extending the permission period for these channels by three years to 18 years, and most importantly, broadcasting news independently. That last recommendation, if approved, would allow FM channels to include news and current affairs curated by them for up to 10 minutes per hour. That's similar to what All India Radio is allowed to do. 
FM channels can't currently broadcast national news that they curate themselves. In international markets, U.S. stocks declined and equity markets in the Asia-Pacific region have opened mixed. But what's lined up for the Indian equity markets today? Neeraj Shah is joining in to tell you just that. Morning, Neeraj. We'll likely see a reaction to the crude prices going up, won't we? Well, not just crude going up, Alex, but even the rupee correcting, right? That's a double whammy uh, of sorts. So the, the, the markets have certainly inched up a little bit uh, from the levels that they were at. So we are no longer at those 19,250-odd levels. And therefore, is there room for uh, mild disappointment on the back of crude moving up, sugar moving up, rupee moving down, bond yields moving up yet again in the US. So lots has happened. Yes, there is room. Uh, will we do that today? Well, maybe. Uh, the, the equity markets are not all that weak across the world, though certainly soft. So very likely that the possibility is that we might actually correct as opposed to move higher. But it's a strange world every single time. So can't really predict per se. Equities were higher for the third consecutive session, but I think, yes, oil and rupee may play a spoil sport. What we are starting to also see now is that amongst trying to spot winners, uh, there is sector rotation now in full swing because what else explains the kind of boost that we saw yesterday, for example, in the media sector? There's no immediacy of news. There's no policy action that happened. And yet the stocks were up and active. So watch out for sector rotation happening in in pockets where there was no action, there was logistics, there was media. Uh, so all of that could be interesting. And today, of course, oil upstream companies will be see will will very likely see some momentum in session because of what's happened to oil per se. There's also an IPO opening, Jupiter Lifeline Hospitals. The issue seems to be well priced. There is some bit of traction, presumably. Uh, and the anchor investors book was also well subscribed. So do watch out for this one. Could be an interesting IPO uh, to consider. Uh, among stocks to watch, geofinancial services could be under a bit of a rough ride, if you will. NSE has announced the exclusion of the stock from various indices, including Nifty. And various analysis suggest that there could be some index fund sell flows in the latter half of trade. Could be to the tune of 320, over $300 million or maybe about close to 10 crore shares. So let's wait and watch. Could be under a bit of pressure today. Vedanta has some positive news. Uh, the group, of course, Zambian government has agreed to return ownership of Konkola Copper Mines to Vedanta Resources. Maybe that has a bit of a positive rub-off effect on Vedanta India. Let's wait and watch. NBCC has signed an MOU with Kerala State Housing Board for development project worth 2,000 crores. And Power Grid has won a large one. It's been declared as a successful bidder under the transmission system for evacuation of power from REZ in Rajasthan, which is to the tune of 20 gigawatts, which is a large one. So watch out for Power Grid. And amongst companies meeting other investors, GIC will meet Jindal Steel and Power. And therefore, Jindal Steel and Power could be in focus. Remember, steel companies have done well off late, so it could be interesting. Just as an aside, uh, there is news reports of how there is stress in the, in the Chinese property market and maybe that is something that people should keep a keen eye out for. Uh, a newsletter on Twitter speaks about how 34 out of the top 50 private real estate developers in China are suffering from delinquencies and the remaining 16 developers face a combined billion and a half 
dollars of bond payments this month. Remember, Country Garden has avoided default with last-minute interest payments. Uh, it's not a pretty sight out there. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. Thank you.